This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Ah, yes, Kirk Cousins week continues here. If you missed earlier in the week, our top 20 NFL quarterback rankings and where Kirk falls, you can find that episode. Three big questions about Kirk Cousins that we addressed on Tuesday. And uh, today we're going to ask another big question about Kirk Cousins. Presented by our friends over at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands with a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com and inspire greatness with TCL. Uh, happy Kirk Cousins week to you guys. Have you guys celebrated by tucking your white T-shirts into your black sweatpants or cooking mystery meat? At mystery all meat. Week? Mystery meat? Yeah, some mystery meat. meat. Yep. Yep. Love me some mystery meat. Been Have grilling you celebrated a lot. by checking down on a fourth and eight at any point in your life? Uh, no? Let's see. what I do need check downs this week. I'm trying to think of what was a really good check down. I never tuck my shirts mm. in. I absolutely hate tucking shirt i've never liked it <laughs> there it is right there it's probably I, I i don't know why but i've just never like i, I don't get I hate why it too, to be honest I, I don't get why you tuck a t-shirt in yeah, unless you're so going out formally I a, like i get that what's but. funny is it is a generational thing and you kind of seem like you might be on the edge of that generation oh i probably am like my like my stepdad tucks in all of his shirts and it doesn't look like weird or bad because he's from the generation that tucks in their shirts like he'll tuck his shirt into his jeans like, oh, that looks fine on him because he's in his 60s. He's from that generation. Yeah. But if I did it, it would look it would look weird, I think. I mean, outside of the golf course, like, you know, and, and to be honest, as Dex tweets, uh, has a couple more cocktails and his, you know, score goes up by like whole 12, 13. That shirt's getting untucked. Pull that it's shirt get, out. It's getting untucked. I'm, I'm surprised sure. it's tucked. The, yeah. the worst was my dad, uh, who has, of course, passed away. His generation is the one that would often wear like dress socks with shorts yeah, and like, oh. like ill advised yeah. shoes, like a like, like loafers a dress, or something. Like, yes, I was going to say a dress shoe, but yes, a loafer. That's perfectly put. Yeah. And so, like, he would literally be in shorts with like dark socks that were like clearly dress socks. Yes, is this this is what, what these it's are bad. some of the ways I think you can honor Kirk Cousins in everyday life. I was thinking like, you know, make sure you keep the grocery bill under a hundred dollars. You know, make make sure that. Even before the light turns yellow, make sure you're slowing down. Don't 
don't gun it through the yellow light. Just make sure you're slowing down at the stoplights. Just any way that you can play it a little bit safe and uh, in honor a man who is one of the great quarterbacks in Vikings history this week. I the grocery bill under $100 is an act of God to actually keep it below that. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. It's actually, not that hard. Costco, even, though, Don, woo, just goes and spends. I, I, as someone who goes to a lot of whole paycheck, as I like to call it, and my fiance is not allowed in there because she once walked out with $100 just in cheeses, and I was like, you can't do this oh. again. So oh, well, she I, does it. You just don't know about it. I get it a list. I get a list, <laughs> and then I'm very good at sticking under 100. Very really? Good. Yeah. Very That's good. good. Don, comparison shops, and I hate that. Just pick what you're going to buy, throw it in the damn cart. Let's not be trying to nickel and dime this thing. That's a waste of time. Pace of shopping is very important. Yeah, because it's, it's about time and money, right? So I, you I can, like. if you comparison shop and it takes you an extra half hour because you're looking around, like, but you save $10, is that $10 worth the half hour of your life that you don't no, get man. back? And Amen. plus, like, like she'll look at like three or four different things. It's like, no, just pick, just pick one. If you want to pick the cheapest one, I don't care. But pace of shopping... Like, I can't sit here with a good conscience and bitch about the pace of sports, but then be like, oh, yeah, I love to go shopping as well, right? Like, my life is based on pace. I mean, kind of. Like, you also, I think you live at a slow pace generally, don't you? Like, you're not, you're not like bouncing around. You're not like jet setting and things. Like, you, right. You like right. to sit and watch baseball. Right. But I, but I like baseball now because it goes quicker and I just like things that move. I like things that move. Shopping is, I love to grocery shop. I just don't like to do it when we're like stopping and looking and asking questions, (laughs) which actually Dawn doesn't do much. She just looks at stuff. It's like, no, let's go. Let's go. I can do this myself. I love to shop alone. We should, uh, I mean, we should auction off like a a grocery shopping experience with the sports dad. I'd be glad to do it. Guaranteed to be 25 minutes or under and we'll fill your cart. Knock your cart. You know, you just a bang and then, Don't even and then stop it's in the your cart. cart. No. Anyhow, here's the Kirk Cousins question of the day here, boys. It's a very simple yet maybe complicated question. Kirk Cousins has been the Vikings quarterback for what now? Five years? Um, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 20. This will be a sixth year as Vikings quarterback. The Vikings have been very competitive over that period. The worst season that they've had is a seven-win, seven-and-nine season back in 2020. They've also had the 13. Win. So so no, the floor is as high as seven and nine, and the ceiling is as high as 13 wins in the regular season. Uh, overall, the Vikings are 47-33-1 with Kirk Cousins as the starting quarterback, not including the playoffs, I should say. Mm-hmm. Has the Kirk Cousins era been a success for the Vikings? Um. So far, absolutely, positively not. And I will just start with this: 2018. He was the he was the final piece to a puzzle, and with the way that he was paid, there is no question it was not a. When you decided to go away from Case Keenum, which I agreed with, totally agreed with. I never thought that Case was going to be the starter long term. I don't think if you bring him back in 18, it replicates itself. But all of that being said, when you make the investment that you did in Kirk, the expectation now, now was Kirk set up to fail by expectations? That's very, very possible. But the question is, is the Kirk Cousins era a success? And my answer is no, because the expectations were, well, in, in 18, flat out a Super Bowl. And your, and your defense, by the way, was still very good, too. OK, yeah, yeah. So like some of this became beyond his control a little bit, especially defensively, eventually. But um, no. 
Do I like Kirk more now than I used to because of O'Connell? Yes, I do. But you're asking a question about the era, and the answer is no, it has not been a success. Still time, I guess, to determine if that answer might change. In, in the classic Minnesota sports fashion, what, what are we deeming a success? Because had they been, had they been a train wreck, had they been one of the worst teams in the NFL, had they been a disappointment and embarrassing? No. It's kind of hilarious how it kind of just blends into perfectly being Kirk Cousins, right? You're in the middle of the pack. Uh, you're good. You're never really great. Obviously, 2019 was a, was a decent year, but I, I, I really go back to the 2018 year, like Judd said, where you ran this back and the last piece was a Super Bowl. I mean, Case Keenum on the magic carpet ride took you to the NFC title game, and then you stumbled your way through that 2018 season and you lose to a Bears team that was playing JV squad members for half the game. And all you had to do was win a game at home to get into the playoffs, and you didn't. Um, I would, you know, the, the, the Saints game where he throws the dagger to Thielen. I mean, that's a great moment. It's going to live up there forever. Last year's regular season was an absolute blast. But I, I, if, you're, if it's black and white enough, I would say no, it has not been a success with Kirk Cousins. And may, I think the, maybe the answers on this show are going to be different than other subsections of Minnesota sports media or Vikings fans because, you know, our stated objective as a community here on Purple Daily is we want a Super Bowl. It's the only thing they haven't done in six-plus decades as a franchise. So Super Bowl is where we tend to sort of judge and critique the players and the team. So from that vantage point, I agree. It's a no because he was signed as the final piece to a Super Bowl puzzle. You went 13-3 and in 2017. You went to the doorstep of the Super Bowl. It would have been a home Super Bowl. And you just felt like... Case Keenum's magic carpet ride wasn't going to continue. And so you needed something more stable, more reliable. You needed to know what you were going to get at that position, more accuracy, et cetera. And so at this point, those first two years when the Vikings had a loaded defense, everyone loves to talk about how, like, but look at the defense the last few years. And yes, the Vikings have had largely garbage defenses the last two or three years. But people just brush off the 2018-19 seasons. Wouldn't it be interesting if you could take last year's version of Kirk, or maybe even the, the last year under Mike Zimmer, too, because he had, he had four game-winning drives and three fourth-quarter comebacks in 2021. He also set the Vikings up for, like, two other ones, and there was a questionable Dalvin fumble. There was a missed field goal. Like, he probably, he probably should have had five or six game-winning drives the year before and maybe five fourth-quarter comebacks, and then the eight he had last year. If you had that version of Kirk, because I think he's a better quarterback now than he was when the Vikings made the signing back in 2018. And you put this version of Kirk, maybe even with Kevin O'Connell, and that defense, maybe that defense is coached by Mike Zimmer. Does that team go deep in the playoffs or, or win the Super Bowl? So that like that's my biggest curiosity now is you've got this more evolved, better version of Kirk, quieter mind in key situations version of Kirk, but the overall roster is more questionable than it was when he signed here five years ago. Like the, the timing has not aligned in the way that you wanted. So for right now, I have to say his personal success has been great. In fact, a lot of his numbers, like, I mean, right now he's got the best passer rating in Vikings history, the best completion percentage in Vikings history. He's third among Vikings quarterbacks in yards and touchdowns. I mean, by all measurements, he's one of the two or three. Now I personally would put like the, the one year of Cunningham in the mix, the one year of Favre in the mix, but in terms of longevity and peak performance, he's one of like the two or three best quarterbacks in Vikings history. 
Um, and, and like I said, their record is actually, it's 47, 34 and one. So if you would have told me he's going to put up great numbers for, for five years, they're going to be 47, 34 and one, take it or leave it. I'm not going to tell you anything else. Take it or leave. It. I would have said, yeah, I mean, like if we're just judging on regular season and we're just judging on numbers, like I would probably take that, mm-hmm. but the signing was to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and that's the hardest thing to reconcile. So it. It hasn't been a, an epic failure, but it hasn't achieved the objective that you set out when you signed him for that guaranteed contract. And to go back to 18 as well, the other thing about that was the story is John Filippo basically thought he had a star quarterback. Kevin O'Connell knew that, that he had a quarterback that he was going to have to coach and help out. So yeah, there, there's a lot of factors, but there is, you know, moves-wise, this move, because I did agree, at, like, at, at the time, just to be incredibly clear about this, I think we all agreed, oh, man, Kirk Cousins, this is a step up. Keaton was a great story, but that's not going to last. And so, yeah, we all had, including Zim, I think, to a certain degree at least, had an expectation that this was going to work a different way. Unfortunately, it didn't. And And to go back to the record now, that, of course, is swayed by the fact that O'Connell coached him pretty hard, coached him up, got 13 wins, and, and you know, in typical really interesting fashion, the stats actually dropped. The counting stats, in some cases, dropped. Yeah. Uh, but the wins increased because, again, it was a coach that actually focused on how can I improve Kirk, not I have a star in Kirk. Yeah. And, and those three seasons before Kirk got here, so 2015, 16, 17, the Vikings went 32 and 16 with their starting quarterbacks being Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins steps in, which is a far superior quarterback than those three guys. I mean, I, I think Bradford, if his knee and shoulder and all those injuries held up, maybe it's closer there. But regardless, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than all three of those guys. They won 66% of their games with inferior quarterbacks behind Kirk Cousins. And then Kirk gets here. And it just, it stalls out. The defense is also still good in 18 and 19 either. It's not like it completely eroded overnight. Um, and they were able to win games without Kirk Cousins. And Kirk steps in here. And outside of last year, it's been mostly just a 500 and middling team. Well, and I think the amazing thing about Kirk's career, when you do lump in the three Washington seasons like Declan just did, so that's eight full seasons as a starting quarterback. His worst season in Washington was seven and nine. He's one of the highest floor quarterbacks you're going to find. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the highest ceiling and probably highest floor. So there's there's a group, Joe Burrow. Sure. But even some of the great quarterbacks of the last 20 or 25 years have overseen train wreck seasons, right? Wasn't there like a three or four win Brett Favre season in Green Bay one time? Oh, five. Yeah, they were terrible. Oh, five. And he, and he wasn't that old. He was like 34 that yeah. season. Troy Aikman at age 31 had like a six-win season with the Cowboys. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, wasn't there a six-win season? There might have been an injury there. But it's kind of, it's kind of incredible. that, And that's maybe that's where, when you sign the contract, the thought was he's raising your ceiling and you're going to break through this ceiling. What he really is is the ultimate floor raiser. That if you if you bring him to pick any losing team right now, I'm not saying that he'd be able to turn like the Texans into a 10-win team overnight, but... He he almost instantly makes you like a flirtation playoff team. 
because he's just he plays every game. He's competent. He's, he's accurate. Yeah, he's safe. He's very safe. Yep. He's a he is a player who is going to, um, and, and this is the intriguing thing though because part of the negative statistics from 2022 was the the uh, the picks the interceptions ticked up, and the reality is this. He didn't throw picks before because of of the safety of Kirk Cousins. And so he won't completely cost you a game, but fourth and eight, far too frequently when the pressure is on, he's not he going to win get you a game. One. Which is why we were all amazed by the pass to Jefferson in Buffalo. That pass amazed me because it's yeah. like, oh my God, Kirk Cousins threw that pass and then Jefferson makes that phenomenal catch, which is a great part of the story. But but I think part of the story that didn't get um, uh, addressed was the ball ever left his hand. Yeah. Yeah. So he, here's my follow-up, and then we're going to get to – there's a Justin Jefferson story on Pro Football Talk, and I have a random random Viking of the Week for you guys. But So if we all agree that to this point, it hasn't checked the box that you set out to check as a franchise. So sure. the answer is no, it has not been a success by that definition. Let's say he's around for two or three more years. And maybe he's only around for one. But let's say he's around for maybe two or three more years. Is there anything short of winning a Super Bowl that you would say, yep, the Kirk Cousins era was a success for the Vikings? Um, Probably not. Probably not. Like, it's hard for me to... um. It's hard for me to sit here and say, well, yeah, but he had some really fun seasons with KOC, I mean, which which is fine. That's great. But I think you would need to win. And and I say this partially based on my age as well. Like, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come and go. I've seen this franchise, you, you know, while the Packers are having an approximate 30-year run of Favre and Rodgers, this franchise cycle through guys. Um. So I would say the answer short of a championship is probably no for me personally. Yeah. I mean, let, let's say in those three years, the Vikings are NFC North champs in all those three years. And maybe there's an NFC title game appearance in there, but probably one and done in the playoffs. I mean, I, I think we, we probably think better of the era when we look back on it, you know, like in 10 years. So like in 20, you know, 33, or we'll probably look back and you know what? It probably was actually a lot better than we really gave it credit for. But short of a Super Bowl, yeah, it's probably just going to be lumped in as a guy who was paid a lot of money and was expected to deliver a championship and unfortunately didn't really come close to doing it. Yeah. I think I, it sounds weird to say this, but I almost feel like he he kind of owe, he kind of owes us a run. Like he kind of owes us a playoff run. But now it's like the circumstances aren't the same as they were four or five years ago. And the people that cried defense, right? Like it's a legitimate Unless now, if the defense makes a big jump this year and Brian Flores comes in and molds this thing, okay, now you've got something cooking here. But I think, I think at the very least, play in a Super Bowl, play in a Super yeah. Bowl for the first time since the late 1970s. Yeah, and I'm and I'm much more likely to say, okay, yep. But the, here's the other crazy thing: we talk about how like the Timberwolves made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons for the first time in 20 years. And it's like, it's an achievement, but it's kind of like everyone kind of laughs at it. Like, holy cow, that's pathetic. Wow. How do you not make the playoffs back-to-back years? Right. The Vikings have only made the playoffs back-to-back years once since 2000. Mm-hmm. Can we not get a back-to-back play? Like let's, if we're going to lower the bar, you know, from where it was in 2018, 
let's lower it down to this point and say, how about take the Vikings to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons? Just get, just get, go get trounced in the first round, you know, if you want to lower the bar that far. Isn't that amazing? Like, they haven't been to the playoffs back-to-back years since 2009. And then before that, the last time they went to the playoffs three straight years was also 98, 99, 2000. Three straight years. And think about these teams that are just constantly in the playoffs on a regular basis, you know, five, six, seven years in a row. Um, like, you got to give yourself a shot in the tournament, as they say, and they're not even doing that in the Kirk Cousins era. And this poor state, sports fans here, we are so we are so confused, jaded in some ways on the, the word success. Like, what is a success? Like, we are literally talking about the Twins winning a playoff game to break an 18-game playoff losing streak, a North American sports record. That's all we want. That's mm-hmm. that's a success. Your point about the Timberwolves. Can the Wild get out of the first round? Can the Vikings make a run? We are, it, it's embarrassing because we constantly have to apologize for what a lot of us consider a success because it's so pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. Like when you think about, you know, Super Bowls, World Series, Stanley Cups, LOBs, when you think about those teams that win them, you know, they're not saying, well, I sure hope we can win around. Like Bruins fans didn't say, great season. I wish they could have won around. Yeah. They're like, this is a disaster. And screw them, first of all. But second of all, like like when you think about how we define success, you know, um, a lot of quarterbacks in this town, in my opinion, have not been successful well beyond Kirk. Well beyond Kirk. I mean, was the Dante Culpepper thing, which was fun at times, and he had one great year and was a pretty damn good starter for about three years. But, like, is that a success? Like, it was, we glum on to that. Yeah, it was pretty similar. The, the, the floor was lower because they had a five and a six win season. The defenses were very bad in that era, too. Yes, like, like just, just as bad as the Vikings were last year. They did go to a conference championship game with Dante in 2000, and then they, they did win another playoff game in 2004. So they, but they only went to the playoffs twice in the five years. Kirk twice in five years. More playoff success. Um, I guess the regular season ceiling was eleven wins, eleven and five in two thousand with Dante. Kirk had a thirteen win season. So pretty similar in terms of team success, but I, I would say that it's a low bar. The Dante era was more successful from a team standpoint because they went to the conference championship. They, yeah. they they won multiple playoff games, but yeah, it's uh. It's crazy. I just pull up the Steelers, for instance, because the the Wolves love the the Giants and the Steelers. These heritage, these heritage franchises yep. that are methodical and they they aren't just firing coaches on a whim every other year. You know, like the Steelers have had three head coaches since uh, nineteen sixty eight. <laughs> They've had Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and now Mike Tomlin, and it's been a little. It's been a rough patch lately for the Steelers, but even their rough patch, like they they haven't finished below five hundred. In Mike Tomlin's career, the last time the Steelers finished below five hundred was two thousand three. They went six and ten under Bill Cowher. They've won two Super Bowls since two thousand five. They lost another one in two thousand ten, and uh, and they're just like they're going to the playoffs on a regular basis. You know, like that's what the Vikings want to be, and they just. They're just a diet version of it for now. Just like Kirk is kind of a diet version of a top quarterback. So 
We'll see. I think, I, and sometimes I feel like Vikings fans and, and Minnesota sports fans get uncomfortable with applying that type of pressure. Just like, hey guys, it's it's time to do something here or be held accountable, hopefully, by ownership. And I don't know, there's just something like on the East Coast, everyone's comfortable with that, almost to a fault, where franchises like the Jets and the Mets are just firing coaches every other year and it's almost detrimental. But I feel like it's okay to say, yeah, you know, it's, there's been a couple good seasons here. There's been some fun moments, the greatest comeback in NFL history last year. But let's not lose sight of why Kirk Cousins was signed in the first place five years ago. It was to win the Super Bowl. And what happens, though, when, when you have a generation of, of fans like Declan, though, who don't have any context of anything? That's the problem. That's when you lower your bar. That's when that's when you start right. to defend, like, well, wait a second. They, like, right. they won nine games. What do you want from them? But, I mean, you're, you're, ask, you're asking them to basically, in their opinion, I think, although I don't believe this to be true myself, you're asking them to crap on themselves, though, because they, they don't have any perspective. They have no major men's sports perspective of what a championship, for for the most part, what a run looks like. Forget the actual culmination of the championship, yeah. but a run. So, like, I think that's the incredibly tough thing is we're asking people to be self-reflective and basically say, you know what? Your team's a very solid team, in the case, at least, of the Vikings. Yeah. But they've sort of, or no, no, not sort of, they have failed you. Like, they have failed. They haven't delivered a Super Bowl since I was 7 and I'm 53. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, really this is probably a conversation for another time, but I was texting with a friend last night who's more of a, like, a casual sports fan, I guess. Goes to a ton of games across the different sports, mostly twins, but gets really confused when people bust out the, the pitchforks and, you know, want, like get, get really angsty. Like the twins go on this stretch and he's just like, I mean, I still have fun at the ballpark. I guess it doesn't really matter to me that much. And like you can be whatever kind of fan you want to be. If, if you don't really care about your team winning a championship and you just enjoy going to a game or whatever, like that's fine. Yeah. I think maybe sometimes we're speaking on behalf of fans who are opting in a little bit further and want something out of their ticket investment and their time investment. And so that's who I feel like we speak on behalf of on this show. It's the fans who've been, whether you've been a fan, you know, we had an 18-year-old kid on uh, on Write That Down yesterday. Mm-hmm. You've been a fan since 2014, and you've already experienced some some ish in those eight years, or you've been a fan since 1960. I think we speak on behalf of the fans that, that lean into this and want something out of it at the end of the day. But I won't, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for being so tortured by your fandom. If you did take a step back and say, you know what? I'm not going to be emotionally affected by this on Monday. Like maybe I was before. So how, but how much does that change? If one of these four men's teams gets a title and guys like Dex or gals uh, that are Dex's age now have a reference point. That's my question. Like you I mean, don't, you have no reference point. I know. I mean, to the emotional point. I mean, I'm there with the twins. Like I, I, I no longer. I, I'm back to just I don't care anymore. Like they, they just they piss me off so much that I've gotten to a point where like I just genuinely I can't even get upset about them anymore. I'm not going to let it yeah. because it just it's infuriating to me. But do you just real quick? Do you? I'm there too, but I also feel like, and we don't really talk twins on this show. Obviously, it's purple daily, but. I feel like we owe it to the fans that are still there and want something out of it to at least like do an audit a couple times a week on our show. 
But to say, like, I don't wake up in the morning after they get beat 10 to 4 by Boston, and I, I don't wake up, like, mad about it. Yeah. Maybe I did 10 years ago. But I still enjoy going to the ballpark because I can now separate, boy, the Twins have been kind of who they are now for 20 years. But I love Target Field, mm-hmm. and I love going to a baseball game. Agreed. That's kind of where I'm at with the, with the Twins and, and my Twins fandom, I guess. But to Judd's point, I mean, yeah, if a championship happens, I think it, it changes everything. Um, I, I know Denver now has the, I mean, the abs have won title won Stanley cups in, in the early two thousands, but you know, Denver has the nuggets. Denver saw obviously the, the abs win last year. They saw the Broncos finally win their super, super bowl in a long time. I know they've won a couple too, but they won yeah. in 2016. So yeah. like they've now experienced that and same thing, you know, Boston became a dynasty basically in the two thousands after kind of being a laughing stock for a long time too. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. I think one does change everything. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know. We're, we're In the comment section on YouTube or hit us up the feedback tab on the Score North app for Feedback Friday tomorrow. Do you consider the Kirk Cousins era a success? If not yet, what needs to happen before he's gone for it to be a success? And where, where are you at with your Vikings fandom, too? You know, the, the Vikings, at least, like, they knock on the door enough and they tease you enough and they stay aggressive. They make moves. They're just kind of in the ring fighting on a regular basis, but not at the level of the top heavyweight teams. Real quick, because we're going to get to a random Viking, and I know we have to tape uh, a scoop of Doogie and get that out for our other podcast, but Mike Florio seems to be pretty obsessed with this Justin Jefferson thing here, so he wrote a story for PFT, and I'll just get to the bottom of it here. The Vikings have a rare talent in Jefferson. He's saying that there's some steam that maybe they're willing to to wait on a contract. right. right. They have a rare talent in Jefferson. They should be treating him that way. There's no reason not to. If and when they wake up one day with another Randy Moss or Percy Harvin or Stefan Diggs who end up being sent elsewhere for one or more draft picks, the Vikings will have only themselves to blame. And that's if that happens, Vikings fans will just shrug and say, it's just another day in purple purgatory. He's kind of planting the seed of, yeah. if you don't act on this contract now, is there any reason to believe that the Vikings are not willing to do this contract in the no. next couple months? No. So I, I think there's some confusion here uh, pertaining to the original Jeremy Fowler report a couple of days ago that Dex uh, w- was talking about with his write that down prediction of a Jefferson contract not being done by the start of training camp. So they opened negotiations in the spring. Okay. My guess is that the first, the, the initial back and forth was not great. Cause you never like go to the guy with the contract. Hey, it's, we're going to pay you the, the world. Like you're going to get the world. It always, the Vikings are going to go in with a strategy here. And so is the Jefferson camp. And that's where things work. And if you believe that Justin Jefferson was not at OTAs, because he really had such a busy schedule, you're absolutely crazy. He would have yeah. attended a few. It it comes down to the contract. But I think what, as we discussed on Wednesday, I think what Fowler was reporting was this might take some time because it's incredibly um, intricate. Like, there's a lot here. Not that the Vikings are going to take another year here. I am very confident yeah. that a Justin Jefferson contract is going to get done at some point before the regular season starts in 2023. Um, I also think that they are probably m- more than once butting heads. It's why I keep coming back to Quasi shouldn't have called this a champagne problem. It's not. God bless Taylor Swift. It's not a champagne problem. I understand he's saying it's great to, to have JJ and he's not wrong about that. But this is going to be a difficult negotiation. Yeah. That, But I think this gets done. I think that they actually 
sling some of his cap hits into 2023 and 24 because those contracts are still in play. Like those don't get the last two years of your rookie contract don't get eliminated. They're still in play, but how you structure it changes. So I think that that report and how it was interpreted was misconstrued. It gets done. Florio, Florio hey, likes to Florio. panic let's more than I do. Hey, Mike, he panics more than come I on. do. Come on, guy. Let's... I would tell you right now if I thought that, <laughs> that this was a, a problem. But, you know, he didn't go to OTAs for a reason. That was not an art. Man, I got a photo shoot with uh, this <laughs> or that. I can't. Uh-uh. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. I'll take care of itself. So, all right. So everyone calm down. Everyone calm down. If, he, if if there's a holdout situation at some point, maybe it's time to panic here. Uh, if you feel like you're getting a little over your ideal weight or a lot over your ideal weight, not time to panic either. Time to take action with our friends at Livia. Jen. That's exactly right. What you do is is you do what that guy did. Who's that guy? Well, that's right. That's sports dad guy on the left, guy on the right. It's the same guy. What did he do? He went online and went to L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, and that changed his life. It's now been a couple of years since I dropped 40 pounds, and the dietitians and nutritionists at Livia are going to not only help you drop that weight, they're going to help you keep that weight off. And if you are looking to look good, feel good, and get a lot of clothes to fit for summer, right now, the first eight weeks are free. So if you join right now, first eight weeks uh, for free, imagine being like down 15 to 20 pounds by some point in July, feeling great looking great and you could still lose more and here's the best part you're not going to gain it back 855 go l-i-v-e-a livia.com l-i-v-e-a.com go from looking like a guard to a wide receiver and do it with livia yes also if you're looking for a job change up burnsville heating and air is hiring full-time jobs throughout the seven county metro area in the twin cities and western wisconsin so even if you don't really have any experience with HVAC positions, you can learn on the job. If you're a fast learner, don't worry about it. So if you're searching for a great summer job or maybe you're a recent college grad, you can work close to home in the Twin Cities. Apply now at BurnsvilleHeating.com and click Careers. That's BurnsvilleHeating.com and click Careers. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. All right, boys, it's time for the random Viking of the week here. Okay. The challenge that has swept Vikings Nation for the last couple of years. And it's my turn because losers out every single week. And uh, Declan got me with Lance Johnstone. Two straight wins for Declan. Well, he didn't really get you. You guessed three times. That's true. I kind of eliminated back, that, myself. That's the classic back in. Yeah. I, I eliminated myself, and I, even though I thought of Lance Johnstone after like your fourth clue, thought, oh, we've already done him. So just an absolute train wreck performance by me. So Declan with three out of the last four victories, Brad Johnson, Josh Freeman, and Lance Johnstone. Uh, Judd's last three victories are Eric Kendricks, Fred Smoot, and Mike Tice. I haven't had a victory in like three months. Dwayne Rudd back in, I don't know. The early spring. You beat me on that one. I should have got that one too. 
But it's Declan versus Judd. All right. All throughout the clues, you guys get up to three incorrect guesses. And if you guess three times and you're wrong all three, you're out. The other person wins. So be aggressive at your own risk. You can ask me questions I can refuse to answer. Here we go. All right. No cheating. Okay. This random Viking hails originally from Luling, Louisiana. Say that five times fast. Where? Luling, Louisiana. Um, spelling, please, on Luling. L-U-L-I-N-G. Okay. Let me see where that's at real quick in relation. My guess is it's not far from Brett Favre in Hattiesburg. Let's see here. Luling, Louisiana. Uh, oh, my. Oh, it's definitely plantation country down there. Mm. Swamp swamp tour. The first two things that pop up on the images are a swamp tour and a plantation. Yeah, I'm okay. good on that. So we're... <laughs> yep, exactly. Population 14,500 at wow. the last census. Okay. Go Tigers. All right. This random Viking of the week appears to be involved with a, uh, with a clothing brand called Bear Clothing, a motivational clothing brand that inspires people all across the world to value their worth and transform their struggles into strength. That's B-E-A-R clothing. Oh, man. You got a guess? Declan here for Bear Clothing. Hey, yeah. have you worn these? Have you, do you want to empower yourself? Um, I thought I remember when I was doing a random Viking that I remember seeing that. I don't, so I'm, I don't think we did this guy, but like I, something's clicking in my brain about oh, that. Boy, give it a shot. Do it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Two who in. I, no, I don't know who well, it is. I don't care. It's only one guess. Come and on. You want me to Come back on, myself wuss. out? All right. This random Viking had four career NFL touchdowns. Well, at least, at least it's not a quarterback this time. Or is it? Or is you it? You don't know that. Could be a quarterback who didn't play much. Huh? I don't know. Okay, in high school, this random Viking of the Week recorded 236 carries for 1,889 yards and 37 touchdowns as a senior running back, had nine 100-yard rushing games, and was first-team All-State. Pretty, pretty productive as a running back. Yeah, it's a defensive player then. I <laughs> I see Am right I that obvious with I my see, clues? I see right through your act. <laughs> uh, this, despite that crazy productive senior season, this random Viking only received two Division One scholarship offers. He accepted one of them to play in the Big East, by the way. The other one would have been Big Ten football. Ooh. So he had a Big Ten and a Big East offer. He took the Big East offer. This random Viking of the week played in 48 career National Football League regular season games and two career playoff games. Both of those playoff games were with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, God. Four touchdowns. No, this guy wouldn't have had. I, I had a guess for a second, but the guy wouldn't have had four touchdowns. Both playoff games with the Vikings? Yep. Okay. Oh, um, oh, 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 hold oh. On. four oh, touchdowns is high. Four touchdowns is it's just, four I, touchdowns is high for for who I'm thinking of. You think of Chris Cluey? We're gonna no, Chris Cluey, didn't we? No, 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 no. But I'm definitely thinking the defensive side of the football. 
This random Viking of the week made four million dollars playing in the NFL, according to Spotrack. All right, I'm going to take a guess because I want to say he was from Louisiana. Is it Jamarcus Sanford? Jamarcus Sanford. That's a good guess. Sorry, it's a little louder than I wanted that to be. Yeah, that was a real, real, real slap in the face. I'm just going to see if Jamarcus Sanford is from Louisiana. Pretty sure he is. Seventh round pick. He's from Missouri. Oh, I thought he from Missouri. He went to college in Mississippi. Okay. All right. But anything south of the Mason-Dixon line is pretty much pretty much the same. That's not. That's not fair. That's not very nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, this random Viking wore these numbers in the National Football League. Okay. 27, 25, 24, 39, 15, and 82. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's not defensive. I don't know if we've used this guy or not. Can this I, random Viking. Oh, I, do you, oh I can oh. look at this, right? You can look at the past guys, yeah? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'm just getting back. I'm, Keep going, Phil. This random Viking never started a game in his NFL career. Well, that's not what's going to guess anyway. 48 games, two playoff, zero starts. Zero starts? Zero. 40, 48 games, you said? Yep. It's not this, this random Viking touched the ball 206 times on special teams, only touched the ball 23 times on offense. No, this guy didn't play in the Big East. In fact, this this random Viking once had three special teams touchdowns in one season, not with the Vikings, though, after he was left the Vikings. Oh, my God. Probably lamented this one a little bit. It's I don't know. It's not that guy. It's not that guy. It's not that guy. The NFL head coaches. I'll give you the list of his NFL head coaches. Brad Childress. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan. Mike Munchak. Tom Coughlin and Mark Tressman. Oh God. Tressman was was training camp only, by the way. He didn't actually play. Okay, so Coughlin. Coughlin, Rex Ryan, Mike Munchak, Mark Tressman, Brad Childress. Darius Renaud? God, you keep you how many times have you guessed Darius Renaud? Three times, I think, total. Your persistence pays yes! off. Right yes! Yes! My <laughs> name! Yeah! Okay! Yeah. Take that! <laughs> Finally, Darius Reynaud. Oh. is rewarded for his persistence. I never Let's was. Go. Get, I didn't think he played in the Big East. <laughs> so, West Virginia was a Big East school when he oh. played there, and then they moved at some point. To the Big 12. I knew because he played for Coughlin. I think he yep. was traded in the Sage Rosenfels trade. I think you're right. Yep. And then he he had two punt return touchdowns and a kick return touchdown for the Titans in one of those years. Uh, Mike Munchak, so, yeah. 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 There All you right. go, man. Big time. Hey, on your way out, why don't you celebrate by telling our audience about Finch Home Solutions here, a celebratory uh, Finch victory lap. I most certainly will. In fact, you know what? When it comes to guessing former Vikings, yeah, that's up. My alley, when it comes to fixing electrical issues around my home, 
If you're watching right now, that van, yes, it is It is uh, the colors of your favorite football team. That van is the fan that you want to show up in front of your house because my friend Cody Finch and his team at Finch Home Solutions, they are going to fix whatever is wrong. They are going to do a great job. I can tell you from firsthand experience, professional, courteous, and quick Finch Home Solutions. In fact, they have 24-7 emergency services available 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Big projects or small, uh, Finch Home Solutions will take care of them. Info at finchhomesolutions.com. Congratulations to Judd, Darius Reynaud, and Bear Clothing. I would have been so mad if I didn't get him after I guessed <laughs> him like a thousand times. That's in the era, but like I don't, I don't feel that. I'm not that upset about that one. That's okay. That's a little a little bit of a deep track there. That's a deep, that's right a deep track. That is a deep track, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily for a Feedback Friday.